the lexicon. And I was getting an earful from brokers upset with a sign on my desk that said, Don't confuse brains with a bull market. Even in my lowly days as a sales assistant, I had an antagonistic side that looked to rattle the establishment. Don't get me wrong. Even though I thought stocks were in a bubble, I thought there was money to be made. I remember a client of a broker I worked for who had just made a killing on some dumb internet stock, one that would later go bankrupt and never have significant revenue, let alone profits. He asked me what the next hot thing was. My crack research had led me to believe that selling gift cards online was a business with unlimited possibilities, so I made the recommendation. The stock crashed, the client lost the money he had gained, and I learned a valuable lesson. My stock recommendation was one of the rare occasions that I drifted from my rule of building a diversified portfolio and doing real financial planning for clients. I was on my way to becoming a certified financial planning practitioner, and my true focus was paying my dues so that I could start my own CFP practice. While the majority of brokers at Merrill Lynch had no financial planning training, they were trained to present themselves as planners and to sell financial plans in order to gather assets under management or sell expensive financial products. After reviewing several of these canned plans, the data was sent to a central processing unit and a two-inch thick binder was sent back to the broker. It was clear to me that they bore no relation to the client's actual situation. I began using my CFP training to rewrite the boilerplate plans for a broker I was working for, and then I helped him present the plans to clients. My initial financial plans were very rudimentary, created on an Excel spreadsheet using static rates of return and charts I created myself. But these plans were meaningful to the people the broker was working with because of the specific recommendations and clear path designed for each client. The plan became the center of the relationship, not just another sales tool to gather assets. This planning path eventually led me to discover the Financial Planning Association, FPA, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, NAPFA, and more importantly, the term fiduciary, and eventually stewardship. It's not an understatement to say that discovering what a fiduciary is and does changed the course of my life and career. For a kid who was fascinated by the book's Den of Thieves, Liar's Poker, Barbarians at the Gate, and the quintessential finance movie of all time, Wall Street. A new world had opened up, working with money in a way that was honorable. I was going to be a fiduciary. There was just one problem. I worked for a company where fiduciary was more associated with a different F-word, the four-letter kind. At the same time I was trying to find my way in the brokerage industry, my wife was working her way through her first year of teaching. A degree in biology helped her get a job as a science teacher while she pursued her credential and master's degree. She could tell you all you wanted to know about the anatomy of a tiger shark. Trust me, it's more than you'd want to know. But when it came to money and retirement planning, it just wasn't something she was interested in, let alone a topic she could easily dissect. One day a man showed up at my wife's classroom door after school. He introduced himself, said he was sent from the school district and the state retirement system, and had just met with some of my wife's colleagues about their retirement. 
He inquired whether she had a few minutes to sit down and learn about her retirement benefits. This fateful meeting would have implications for my life I could never have anticipated. Given that I worked for a major Wall Street firm, my wife asked if the man could come back at a time when I could join them. We met a week later in my wife's classroom, and the man quickly explained how the state retirement system worked, then moved on to explain to us that we could begin contributions to something called a 403B. He used the term TSA for tax-sheltered annuity. I'd heard of these accounts before and knew they were associated mostly with public school employers, but had yet to encounter them. A few more minutes passed, and the situation became uncomfortable. The man who said he was sent from the district and the state retirement system had now shifted into a sales pitch for a product called an equity-indexed annuity, as well as...